way up here, it's just views from the nosebleeds, a real fan's perspective. Two guys, Chad and Chad. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 37 of the podcast. The audio is better. The iOS is updated again. We are online on the way we want to be connected, and Chad is with me today. Hello, Chad. I sure am. Thank you, iOS 16.0.2. You are the man. Yes, and now when you hear the ad at the beginning of our podcast, Anchor makes it easy. They continue they post to it make to it Spotify, easy. blah, blah, blah. It's true. It's now true. It's now true. Now, last week, it was not true. It wasn't the easiest way to make a podcast. And it wasn't as end, true. In the end, you guys probably, if you listen to it, the audio wasn't very good for me compared to Chad. So this week, we've got it fixed now, now that everything's all set up. So that's good. Their mics are rolling, they're plugged in, we're ready to go, and uh, we're off. Uh, Maybe I should change my best to Anchor, (laughs) now that we upgraded. And then we'll have to link it. Well, there's no reason to link it. (laughs) No, because there's a link already, isn't there? Uh, Yes, there is, because they put it by themselves. Exactly. Your best thing you saw this week is? My best thing is a combination of things. Kind of cool. Braves welcome their three millionth fan to Truist Park just hours after clinching a playoff spot. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves backing up what was a spectacular second half of the season last year with the championship coming out strong in 2022. Ah, They're right there. They got a chance. Yeah, uh, they have not. uh, I don't think they've. No, no. I think they've led the division just once. The Mets have been, uh, you know, they've been very good this year. Uh, Braves have had to do a lot of fighting, but they they have basically their whole team this year. Acuna's healthy. Um, their their pitching uh, lineup is a lot more healthy this year. So it's nice that they're back and they're still got a little something to play for, which I actually think is good after you reach the playoffs, then you're still have something to fight for. You know, you're not LA uh, who's just, you know, destroying their division. Um, It keeps your guys mentally in the game and uh, that's what you want. You want to go into the postseason hot. You don't want to, you don't want to be leading and then, you know, go a little cold. And then it, it, these baseball playoffs, man, you, you get a wild card team that gets hot. You don't want to play them, man. It doesn't matter where Hello? you are when you get in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Hello? Uh, am I here? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, what position you get into the playoffs, whether it be in the NHL or in Major League Baseball. You're not a. There's no foregone conclusions in a in a five game series, which, and then you've got all kinds of. They did away with the one game uh, wild card, I believe, this year. Correct? Yeah, I think it's three games now, right? Yeah. So now it's a three game series. Now I'll tell you, um, in a matchup of three game series, I don't think they can find the best team by who wins the series. Now you can find the team that wins the series, and that's fine. And then they'll go on. But you can't find the best team in three games. You cannot find the best team, I don't believe, in five games. 
a seven game series is the only way to do it. So this is going to throw some variables in here. You're going to see some teams that win in three games when they would have lost in seven games, but it's going to be interesting and it just gets more cities involved. It gets more fans involved. It's what the uh, major league baseball wanted and they're getting it. And I think at least for interest of the fans, I think it may give more people a chance. However, I got to tell you, my Red Sox are completely out of the picture. I don't really pay attention to many other teams. The Reds are terrible. Uh, I've got two, those are my two teams. Braves, I'm going to adopt again. Um, but <laughs> otherwise, I'm really not paying attention really to anything in baseball. Baseball, once the NFL that once the NFL goes live, baseball is almost non-existent until the playoffs. It's almost like they take an entire month and just is complete lost. Now, diehards will pay attention. But most of us are paying attention to the NFL, so it's, I, I'm it's gonna... these and the way that the NFL, like last Thursday's game, was incredible. Uh, these these primetime games have been amazing. It's it's like I, I guess it's like a pay per view, but like every game and and baseball just doesn't get to that pay per view status until you know, unless you got a team. That's actually fighting, or or like the Braves that are still trying to get their division. Uh, <laughs> you got you got teams like uh, thirty games behind, twenty games behind. How do you watch that? You got to move on. And the NFL, I mean, once they roll roll around, they're king. Yeah, and one game is huge. I mean, you lose a game, yes. you you lose a call by the referees. Every single play in a football season matters. Every single yep. play matters in an NFL season. Every single at bat, every single ground ball, every single. They do not matter. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, it goes into the statistics, but you're talking about a minuscule piece of uh, a minuscule event to get a base hit, a minuscule event to uh, put a have a have a put out it that second i can't come up with anything except for maybe a no hitter or a perfect game um or hitting for the cycle those are the things that would eclipse for me i would take a look at that if it was about to happen over maybe the nfl just because of the history of it but overall you're gonna have to uh pretty much september they should start the playoffs in august yeah, that's that's the problem with like expanding playoffs and expanding anything in baseball. It's like mm, I don't know if you want to expand too much. You you already got so much going on. And the thing is too, uh, a a Monday night, let's say uh, a Sunday night football game in October is at least tying, if not beating, a playoff game in October from Major League Baseball. In terms of viewership, in terms of what that game means, um, both because Sometimes. it matters just well. A lot of times, it matters just as much as that. You know, one playoff game. It yeah. It's so. Anyways, we're go getting off on a tangent here, but <laughs> but good for the Braves. Good good yep. that they uh, had their mil three three millionth fan come through the turnstiles. Yep, and it's only happened a, a few times in their history that they've had that many uh, during the regular season. Well, good for you, Atlanta. Um, I, I used to live there. I know that those those guys don't always you get your fans in Atlanta don't always go to your team's games. So good for you. Good for showing out for the Braves. They have a chance to do it again. It'll be exciting to watch. 
My best. Uh, I have a few of them, so I'm going to go through them kind of quickly. First off, um, John Cena, WWE legend. He's br- he's broken the record for Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, it's just fantastic. So uh, congratulations to John Cena. Congratulations to the WWE. Um, make you know, and these are huge moments in these kids' lives, these sick kids' lives. So, John, good job, man. You're you're a high quality human being. Keep up the good work, and uh, he's just a legend, and he's a, he's a good guy too. So good for good for that, and good for those kids, and good for John. Second um, thing, I don't. Oh, go ahead. You have, yeah, sorry. I just I think this is uh this is multiple times that he's broken this. I believe I because I know he's one of those guys that does a lot of these, and I'm pretty sure I remember hearing years ago that he broke the world record. So you know, this is just him doing his thing. I, I he is. It. Yep. It's keep it up. Keep it up, John. Uh, your role model for kids, and your mo- role model for uh, everybody. Honestly, yep. Good for you. Yeah. Um. So we talked about last week. Um. Sarver for for the Phoenix Suns. He owns the Suns and the Mercury. He was found to have made racist comments, misogynistic, uh, pretty much just a bad dude, if you if you ask me. And uh, he, we talked about how the right thing to do. I think last week we said the right thing to do for him would be to resign. He should have done that. When resign, or out. I think I said he should be stripped of the team. I think might have been my quote. Yeah, I think yours, yours, you were stripped of the team. I'm just thinking, like after the fact, after the NBA mm. came in and saw what you did, and mm. basically said you're you're going to be suspended for a, a year, which is laughable. And I well, we said that on this podcast last week. It's just laughable. So he did the right thing. Finally, it looks like he's trying to maneuver a way to sell the team, which is what he should be doing. Uh, stripping the team, you know, I it, I don't know. But but at least he's going to be out of the NBA, and this is a good thing for him, the, uh, for the NBA to, to get an owner. Maybe maybe they can go with the African American owner in Phoenix, or or something of that nature. I'm I'm just saying, the best whatever the owner is, uh, it, it's going to be better than this guy. So I hope he gets uh, some repentance and some change in your life. Um, but a lot of times those guys to get to that level, this is who they are, and they don't give a shit. I mean that's just the truth. Sometimes you get to a level and you think you're above being decent to other human beings, that you're above actually uh, uh, being a complete ignorant fool about an entire race of humans. Uh, it's just it's just disgusting, and I'm glad he's going to be gone. Uh, it's just as good for the NBA. Yep, agreed. I kind of yeah. wish it wasn't going down as a sale, like I said, but whatever. Good to get him out of here. And the last thing I would say the best, I mean, because there was, there was a lot of good – Things that I think happened this week, I saw uh, the Detroit Lions, Aiden Hutchinson nominated for the rookie of the week this week because Woo, the dude bald. The dude bald on Sunday. He brought it. He brought it hard. He knew that there was people that had been saying things in the media there in Detroit. He knew there were fans that called up, I'm sure, on the radio over there and uh, made their uh, <laughs> their anger known. Uh, because he he was completely lost. Now we did say he got some double teams uh, in that game uh, against Philadelphia, but the dude rocked on Sunday. He came out with three sacks, five tackles, and an assist. And that's how you respond. That's how a second uh, a, a number two pick responds. That's how a man that was 
wanting to prove that he's the man and will be for a potentially long period of time for the Detroit Lions. Fantastic job, Aiden Hutchinson. You are, over all that other stuff, you are the best thing I saw this week. So good job. Hell yeah. That's, that's uh, some good football. Let me just throw this in there. I was impressed with Jared Goff on Sunday. He was excellent. He was, in my opinion, just about flawless. I'd like to see his uh, passing uh, percentage up above 60%. It's the only critique I'd have. Other than that, the man was balling just as much as Aiden Hutchinson. And, and when I see that kind of performance, now I understand it was Washington. But when I see that kind of performance, Chad, I say, this guy can be the Detroit Lions' future. This guy is young. He, if he plays like that and he doesn't turn the football over, this guy's as good as anybody in the league. You're right. He is young, and uh, he can distribute the ball, and he's been to the Super Bowl before. So if we don't have to, why do we look for quarterback? We don't. We continue to build this team around him, and uh, we continue to build the defense because Hutchinson needs some help behind him. I love what he did. Um, and I love beating a team that I honestly, when I looked at the schedule at the very beginning of the year, said, you know what, maybe we could beat them. I honestly thought that was a game I wanted to go to because I thought that would be a win. I'm glad they got it. And I'm glad that uh, Hutchinson looked like the number two pick. Um, need more of that from him. I love the Michael Jackson dance moves after some of the sacks. He brings the energy uh, and he's a good follow on Instagram for sure. Um, but uh, this team, I don't know, man. They they could, uh, I don't know. I, I, o- the offense is good. That's what I'll tell you. So as as long as the the, the front defense can keep uh, can keep quarterbacks contained and and they can get to the quarterback and cause some uh, chaos, then I think they could be all right. But uh, I think the de- the the offense is going to put up big numbers regardless. I, I agree. I think they moved the ball very well against Philadelphia. Some stupid coaching actually probably put them behind the eight ball to actually have a chance in that game. They scored a lot of points. They scored a really large amount of points. They then came out last week, and they scored a bunch of points. Right. So you're talking about a defense, and Philadelphia I don't think is that bad of a defense. Um, and, and I would even say that maybe the commanders, their problem is more offensively than defense. But I don't know. It looked good to me. And, uh, you know, you don't want to you don't want to drink too much of the Kool-Aid because, again, I agree with you. I think I think uh, I think that this game probably on in many regards could have been the win of the week uh, or of the season. You know, right. this could have been it. But you mm-hmm. put up now I, I would understand winning the game against the commanders. Uh, but who, by the way, the commanders did win their first game. Now it was Jacksonville, but hey, it's football, man. They, exactly. So they, they had a win. It wasn't like they were a winless team. And that's what when so the Detroit <laughs> Lions showed up. Oh, you kind of stopped for a second, but I was going to say Hello? this. This kind of stuff just proves. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. This kind of stuff just proves that uh, uh, NFL, man, every single game, anybody can beat anybody, and that's that's why this stuff matters. And once game. again, by the way, the Detroit Lions cover the spread. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, man, I don't care how bad the, this team is. I don't care whatsoever. 
because they can cover the damn spread, man. <laughs> I know. If I you're wanna... not picking the Detroit Lions right now against the spread, you're stupid, just like I was last week. <laughs> Agreed. Yep, same. Because you've got to matter. You, if you're matter if, if you're if betting, if you're a betting person on the planet and you bet NFL, you better be betting the Detroit Lions to cover that spread. And I don't care where they're at. They could be even favored now. And they still cover this cover the damn spread. Great yeah. job, Detroit Lions. I'm happy about it. And anytime the Lions can get a win on Sunday, the rest it's, of the week is yes. better for me. Amen. So Amen. I what was, is your worst wearing, thing? I was wearing my oh. Lions hat proudly around work on uh, Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. my wife was wearing uh, a li- her Lions shirt yesterday while she was sitting on the couch. So, not ashamed. Not ashamed when you go out and you play one well and like you did. So <laughs> one and one. Now one and one. Let's let's pull it back just a bit. But hey, through two games, offensively we look pretty damn good. Now also does Jeff Akuda, by the way. He had a pretty solid game there in Washington. So or against Washington. All right, what's your worst? So it's not gonna really sound like a worst, even though. We do hate the Yankees, so anything for the Yankees is terrible for us. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, or Aaron Rodgers, sorry, Aaron Judge, uh, he hit his 60th home run. And of course, they, a young fellow caught the ball. So, what the worst is, is the trade. Because it's his 60th home run of the year, man. He just tied Babe Ruth. For yeah. the second most home runs in a season in franchise and American League history. Yeah. Uh, one more, he would tie Roger uh, Maris. Yep. Mark for both categories and two more to pass, uh, you know, that Yankee. So a 20-year-old caught it. Uh, and he immediately basically turned it in. Um, and for the jester, they, him and his, uh, his friends got to take photos with Judge and receive like a couple baseball bats uh, signed. I mean nice. that that's good, but I mean if you if you hold the ball, man, these guys will give you anything. These guys have so much money; they'll throw whatever at you. Uh, just think about the the ball that Tom Brady got last year. Uh, th- that the fan the fan even tried bargaining, and still he could have probably held out. Because he did, he oh, yeah. gave up his leverage. And he should tool. have, really. He gives him the ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no leverage once the ball's given to him. You exactly. keep the ball, and you lock it up, and you talk to these guys about how they want it back. And the truth is, is if they don't negotiate with you, there's people out there that will. <laughs> exactly. So you so, got to um, think about how much this stuff is worth. It's not worth a couple of baseball, Aaron Judge baseball bats. If, I mean, if it's it cool. is, it's very if, cool. It is cool. It is cool. But it's worth if a that, lot more questioning, this guy's intelligence is much in question. <laughs> so that's my worst of the week. But we are capitalists. <laughs> you know, maybe this guy's a socialist. Uh, he wanted to give back to his community. He loves he Judgy Boy. And that's okay. We do. Uh, he's a great player. He is a free agent, right? Uh, yeah. Well, he's going to be. Hmm. Yeah, which is interesting. He, hmm. and, and then I think on Instagram before uh, the season, he said he's going to get hit 50 home runs. Well, he's wear, well past that now. Hmm. You got a few more days in the season, too, by the way. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, 
you take every game that he's in and possibly bet that he's going to hit a home run, man. <laughs> he's on a mission. He he's is. the best hitter in – I mean, right now, power hitter, he's the best hitter in baseball. Yeah. He uh, he can hit for average, too. He's not a, not a bad, just basic hitter. He's a great fielder. <laughs> the guy's the best player, I think, right now. You can make a case. He's right up there now with guys like Trout, guys like Mookie oh, Betts. Oh, no doubt he about is, it. He is there. He's yeah. there. Don't even yeah. question that. He's there. No. He he may be the top of the heap. Yeah. So uh, and he's playing for a team that can go to a playoffs. The Angels are out of it already. You guys suck. Right. I'm it's just saying. Every year. You guys every suck. Every single year it's they been cannot like seven, get it eight done. Years, man, in a row. And they put in guys that actually are winners. They I mean <laughs> they had winning, winning good guys that knew how to actually manage teams. Came in, tried to do the job, couldn't do the job. I mean, it's just a, something and, and in you the know water. What the thing is, too, the Angels were good for quite a bit of time under yeah. um, the previous manager. So, you know, I don't know what happened, but something's bad going on. And and just ironic that the best player I uh, uh, allegedly in, in yeah. Two are, best Otani, players in the MLB. You got Otani, and you've got Trout. Uh, Trout. That <laughs> is amazing that you would suck so bad. And they're out er like a month ago in the season they were out. It, it's bad. I just don't get it, though. And you have two of the best. <laughs> I don't know. Um, my worst of the... They're posting these school photos uh, where it gives the name of the person and... and what school they go to and what age they are. I mean, you're basically broadcasting to everyone on your social media who your child is, where they live, where they go to school, how old they are. <laughs> are you freaking kidding me? How in the world have we have we we've we've sunk to this intelligence level in the society that we are in right now, where every freaking thing has to be on your social media? I mean, for God's sake, think about what you're doing. This is not – I mean, we don't, we don't have any idea. We don't think every day on how much shit we're putting out on social media. How much information right now can people find out about you just by going on some, um, some social media? Way I mean, too if, much. You're, if you think about it and, and you think about the information that's out there, and I will, I will even say this. I'm guilty of it too, but the truth is – Every single post you make has information that someone can stalk you, someone can harass you, and they can do it in a lot of different ways, or they can hurt your kid. So come on, well, people. That's, that's the thing. Anybody 18 years or older, first of all, they don't have a developed mind of their own. So any, any social media that you put them on, it's going to damage them. It, it's just, it just is. I have a lot of respect for the families that I know, or the one family for sure I know, that has taken the stand that they are not going to put the, 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 the child's face, the new baby's face, on social media because they want to give her the chance to actually make the decisions on when she goes on and, and that, that they can have the talk to her. It's just such a – it's such a – like huge and great decision that they've made. And I think more parents need to think about what are you doing to put your child in danger? But Don't do it. And that's like, uh, if you go on Facebook, when 
and thank goodness I'm 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 out of there now. But they they would have these just ads or whatever. What's your favorite color? What's your this? What's your that? Oh, I'm gonna put this in my little data pool because that's what exactly these little things are for. And the people that make these little uh, statuses, tell me you're this, tell me you're that. They, this you know list what? long, yeah. very long, long list. Who's looking at these things and putting, you know? you're sharing everything without even realizing it and then it's fine when you're in class because you're 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 all little students and you're showing your you're saying who you are but once you put that on the internet it's not going away and i just don't understand uh what you're doing with uh such young kids yeah placing all that info out there doesn't make sense and another thing too we're, we're as a society we are addicted to the clicks, to the likes mm-hmm. that we get on our posts, man. And we post something on Twitter and we look and see how many likes we got and how many interactions we got. And we feel good about it because it's addicting. <laughs> yes. We're addicted to it. That like we is as a, a society dopamine. are addicted to the likes. Mm-hmm. And that is disgusting. This is what we've come to now. This is where we're at. This has happened within the last 15 years, 20 yep. years. Prior to that, there wasn't this shit. You didn't have everybody connected at the hip with everything they do and where everything they do is posted on Facebook or Twitter or something or every thought they have goes on these these platforms. It's just uh, it's a dangerous place we're at. That's all I'm going to say. So but one thing I know for sure, please, and the police here are warning them too. here in this article on Fox uh, police warn parents about school photo trend of oversharing on social media. It's so important, so important not to do it. And uh, we all have to be real careful about it. And especially things that you may believe politically. I would just say this. Make sure you're being very careful with where you post that information and who knows that information. Because if it comes down to whether you vote one way or another, that information is all over social media. People can find it in a moment. Just saying. Okay, now that that is all. <laughs> uh, well, that is the worst. Crazy news. What you crazy, got? Crazy, crazy news. Okay, so I, Houston suspect tells fast food employees. All right, mm-hmm. it's his first robbery, and he leaves. What? And he leaves empty-handed. It's so his I'm, first. Did, what? <laughs> So a man walked into a Houston fast food restaurant and told employees it was his first robbery and ended up leaving uh, empty handed. Uh, so what did he say? An unknown did he bring individual a entered the restaurant. He walked up to an employee standing behind the counter and asked for change for a hundred dollar bill. As the employee turned around and asked his manager, the wannabe robber displayed a handgun told the employees it was his first robbery and demanded money from the register. Well, first of all, this badass manager is just like, no. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm not going to do that. And the guy goes, it's my first robbery. Uh, uh," And he leaves. (laughs) He leaves with nothing. That's not good. You, sir, are bad at your job. That would be an epic fail right there, I would say. Failure. Do you agree? Yes. Pretty bad. Pretty crazy uh, that you're just like it, it, what the crazy part is is you tell them this is your first time. What? 
You don't even. Why would like, you ever do that? Excuse me, but you don't say it's your first time. For maybe like they'd anything. go easy on him or something. Maybe. Hey, <laughs> can you, know you please this just uh, put time. the money? This is the first. <laughs> if time I open up my this. wallet, can you put the money in there? Just shush, I have a gun. Make a lot of, don't make a lot of noise, please, because I'm I'm kind of scared. This is my first time. This gun's not real. I think, I think you need. To I don't have money. a real gun on me. Uh, no, I don't think I'm going to give you any money. <laughs> have a nice day, though. Okay, I guess I'll go. Womp womp. <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's pretty my funny bad. news. Yeah, that's that's some funny, crazy news. Well, mine has to do with um. So we talked earlier this a few like a month ago about you remember that truck that tipped over. The uh, tomato, California tomato truck. Yes, yes, the tomato truck that like went all over the interstate. Well, we have another traffic accident. Oh boy! That's right, folks. This time, it's beer. Oh no! That's right. Cases of beer. Not the we're beer. covering. I uh, uh, five uh, involving Holy well, five five semi trucks involved. Jeez. Cases of beer were covering the highway in oh, Florida. No. It looks like. Of course, ah, it's in Florida. Florida. You know, it's a special God state. Dang it, Florida! It's always Florida. <laughs> what are you doing? Southbound lanes of I seventy five at MM two nine six remain closed following an early morning crash involving several tractor trailers. Traffic is diverted to SR fifty. That and is if what you guys the know Tampa what was the Tampa Pol Highway Patrol, Florida Highway Patrol. Uh, has given that alert, and uh, we'll post this. This is on Cairo 7 here, uh, but I'm sure Coors there's lots Light. of different uh, media that picking up on it. So, yeah, so we've had now, oh. within a month, an entire truckload oh, of tomatoes. Now we have a massive semi-truck smashed up, and the, the beer is now all over. The now, yeah, that's... If, uh, I don't know which is worse to clean up. Probably the tomatoes. Well, yeah, at least you got boxes and cans. I, th I feel like as you scrub and scrub the tomatoes, it's going to just like mush and mush and get into the road more. You'd have to, you, what you would have to do for that is bring power washers yes. and power spray the, the road. Yes. And uh, I, I need to give credit. And I did say I was going to do this last night when she gave this link to me. This is from my lovely, lovely wife, Joni. She found Very this. Very nice. Yes. So I told her when she gave it to me that I would give her credit. I love her very much, and <laughs> I gave her credit. There we go. Very nice. Yes. All right, moving on. And episode 37. Uh, discussion topic, and I think we're done. So it, let's say you found out today that it's the last day you got here on Earth. So oh, you got one more day. What are you going to do? That's a really big question. Do you have any ideas? Uh, for me, I think I'm getting right with anybody that I might have possibly had issues with. I'm going to apologize to those that maybe I didn't spend enough time with. Um, probably going to do some soul searching, have a few conversations with God, I'm sure. Um. And then probably I'm just going to sit back, relax, and enjoy my wife. Because she's, she's the biggest thing in my life. Uh, and I want to spend, I would spend the rest of the day, the rest of that last day, I would spend with my wife. 
Joni. No question. That's what I would do. So it wouldn't be a real exciting day. Um, I would be nervous, but, you know, we're done. Right? I mean, there's nothing you could do about it. No, unless you wake up and then you start that day over and then you realize your Groundhog Day. In truth, honestly, you should be living every day of your life. Every single day of your life should be la- – uh, you should be living it as if it is the last day you have on this planet. Yeah. If you are do. not doing that, if you are not doing that, you're going to be 45 years old looking back and can't remember half the stuff because it didn't take every moment necessarily to think about that. But there's nothing guaranteed. You know, a reti- a retirement, you know, you talk about it, you save for it. It may never come. I've had family members that almost got to retirement or did get just prior to retirement. And then they found out they were full of prostate cancer and he died. And that was it. My aunt who, you know, I'm sure she put off things in her life when she was young and she died really young of breast cancer. So if everybody lives every day as if it is their last day on earth, you're just going to live your life and you're going to live it to the fullest. That's what you're going to do. Sorry about that. Uh, sound. I don't know if you heard that in the background, but we got windy day here in Washington. So, what do you? I mean, that's that's. But that's if if I found out it was my last day on Earth, there's no question. I would spend every moment with my wife. Well, I, I think you you put it together. What everybody should be doing, you know, making amends for anything that you got on your conscience. Uh getting right with the higher power that you believe in. And if you, if you don't feel like you're in the right position, hoping, asking for a peaceful move into whatever the next phase of whatever you have is. And then you want to spend it with the people that you love the most. So I would obviously want to be with my wife and and kid. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. Very, very good way to go out on this podcast to think about that. And and I think it's just it's just another reminder and if if the last 2 years and the covid and the not inability to go anywhere and they have to stay home forever potentially and sitting on on your ass doing nothing but getting paid for it. You know, this has been a wacky 2 years and if it has not allowed you to take a moment and actually realize what's important, man, you've missed a great opportunity because the rest of your life could be different. If you actually had thought about that. And I think most of us did. At least I did. Yep. And uh, Rick and Morty, Mr. Poopy Butthole puts it so well in one of the episodes that ends. And he just says something about, oh, it's been a long time since I've seen you. What have you been doing since I've seen you last? And he says, hope you didn't, you know, screw up your life and fuck around the last two years. Oh, boy. So yeah, hopefully yep. you did slow down a little bit. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. It will be, uh, we, by the way, and, and so I'm just going to say this one last thing before we go. Sure. Chad, Detroit Chad is responsible for making a email for this podcast. <laughs> so the eight people, the, there's been eight people listening to us. We appreciate it. And I think we just maybe gotten a few other people listening today. And so, 
we we love you guys that listen to us, even if it's two or three people. It doesn't matter. We love that. So I would love to give you an email where you could send in questions. We could talk about it. And but no, no, we can't do that because Detroit Chad has yet to make an email. So in the future, hopefully someday before the podcast takes another two year break, we will have an email for you. But we'll see. So. Everyone have a good rest of the week, and we'll talk to you next week. With that, I'm out. Bye-bye. This has been Views from the Nosebleeds with Chad and Chad. Join us next time for more real fans' perspectives.